Hello and welcome to another episode of Marriage on the Tightrope. I'm Alan. I'm Katie. And we're still married. Five plus years of saying that. In fact, today is January 15th when we're recording. We looked it up. When was our first episode? I think it was February. It was, it was um, so we're almost there. We're almost to the five years. Is that like tenure in podcast land? I think so. Isn't that like the time when bishops get released? Yes. So Bishop Mount, I'm saying, as I say to Katie, Bishop Mount, your your service has been appreciated. And sorry, we're not going to release you, so you got to keep going. Are you replacing me? Please tell me you're replacing me. <laughs> I am not. However, uh, we have a fun episode today. We, we want to have a few announcements in your brains before we get to the main topic of today. Katie, you are very excited about this first one. Why don't you explain to our wonderful listeners? You make listeners? it sound like I'm obsessed with him or something. I think he's your Bible crush. <laughs> oh, hardly. Anyway, okay, so we have a few awesome things going on in the community. The first one, if you are not, let me just put a plug. If you are not in our Facebook or Instagram like feeds, I think that you miss out on big announcements slash ways to sign up before they're sold out. So the first one is we are going to have, I originally called this a Valentine's date with Dan McClellan and Alan thought it was really hokey and it was, but I thought it was funny. It was funny. It was funny. And the hokiness isn't what bothered me because I love when you get hokey. It's super cute. It was, we're not really talking about anything Valentine's related. (laughs) So, uh, you know, or love or marriage related, like that's not the topic. Um, which, what is the topic? So the topic is negotiating the Bible. This is going to be Friday, February 3rd at 7 PM. And it's a free event. We just ask for a five to $10 donation because we do have a speaker fee to pay. So if you would like to donate five to $10, um, and you're coming to the event, uh, you can just Venmo at marriage on a tightrope. The reason why we are having Dan come and speak is I feel like he appeals to a wide variety of our audience. Alan, why are you interested in Dan? Well, Dan, Dan's main creed is data over dogma. And I think that's something that a lot of people in in my position can appreciate where we just want, I personally, I'll speak for myself and not make it faction based, but I just love looking at at data and letting the data speak louder than, than any sort of dogma, especially hurtful dogma that can hurt people. So if you're not familiar with Dan, he, he is an active Latter-day Saint. More than that, he is an employee for the church, uh, and he works in their translation department for ancient scripture. He's the supervisor there. And if you're wanting to go watch his, his videos, honestly, they're safe on all sides of belief. He's a, a linguist. He, he's an expert at ancient language, so he knows... Um, he has the ability to look at passages of the Bible and kind of explain what they mean and their original intent as best as the language that we have um, can explain. He never gets into his personal belief. He never even, he basically invites everybody to say, hey, this is what the data says and you have to do with that what you will. Right. And he's a super intelligent guy. We are so lucky that he has uh, said yes to this Um, community gathering. So you can't just show up. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, We have limited space. Like we could fit max a hundred people in the space that we are going to use, which by the way is being donated to us. 
And so uh, we have an Eventbrite link where you need to go in and reserve your tickets. Again, it's free. Let me tell you this, though. We opened it up, and within 24 hours, there were 15 tickets left. And as of this morning, I, I checked, we still have about 10 to 12. And if you're sitting there thinking, then why in the H are you telling us about this? If by the time I listen, it will be full. Well, a few things. We want to make you feel bad. That's number one. I'm kidding. <laughs> number number one is actually not that. Number one, and the only one, is we are going to record that and we're working on the logistics with Dan to stream that on Zoom and just have a Zoom meeting where everyone can can jump in and actually watch that event live as it's happening. But for sure, we will record it and release it as an episode. So you have that to look forward to. And number two, along with that, is that we will have a wait list because things come up, people can't make it, people decide, oh, I'm not going to be able to go. Um, and, and we really want our community to be able to be there. So if you would like to be, if you get on Eventbrite and you try to get tickets and the tickets are gone, please send us an email. I will put you on a wait list. And as they become available, I will just email you and say, hey, you're in. I'm I'm going to say, we're not going to like turn people away at the door, but I, I will... <laughs> Alan's like smiling. Like, what did you just oh, say? Oh, I, I will. Alan We're going to lock the, the elevators so that they won't go up and down the building. So people will come and be stuck in the lobby on the first floor. Gosh. I know. Brutal. You're in a Marriage on a tightrope. 2023 is a, is a ruthless year for us. <laughs> We're really hammering things into this year. But uh, anyway, just send us an email if it's something that you really want to be to. You feel like it'd be beneficial and we will figure it out for you. Also... If you are planning on coming, bring a dessert to share. We will do um, Dan's presentation. Alan and I will speak for a little for a few minutes, and then Dan will be the the whole presentation. And then there will be a Q and A afterward, and then we will do dessert at the end and let people mingle and talk and just enjoy the night. So it should be a really fantastic event for this community. So the second uh, announcement, Alan, what is it? It's exciting. We are going to do another session of Workshop on a Tightrope with Natasha Helfer. That is our six-slash-seven-week course uh, with Natasha to help uh, mixed-faith couples navigate this mixed-faith marriage thing and figure out what do we do about the kids and what about the tenders and negotiating going to church and healthy communication and talking to family members. There's there's a, a different topic every single week. We have about 25 spots uh, for for folks to join, um, this will be our eighth session, which is kind of crazy for us. So we've had this session will be the two hundredth couple will come will come through the session. And what um, do they win? They win absolutely nothing. They win a ninety five percent chance that their marriage makes it. How's that? Oh, wow. was that was that a bit much? That was you're going dark this time. Well, you know, twenty twenty three. I told you it's going to be a dark year. Okay, so that will start on February nineteenth. That is Sunday, February 19th. It's every single Sunday, a live Zoom meeting with Katie, myself, Natasha, and maybe 24 other couples. We'll run all the way through April 2nd. In the show notes of this episode and the subsequent few episodes, there will be a link to the, to not, not the event, right? To the Thinkific um, page where you can actually sign up for that event. There is a, a $50 discount um, for early comers, so jump on that now before that price raises. And not only is there a discount, but also you get the seventh week 
uh, sex and intimacy included in your early bird special? Sex and intimacy. Oh, jeez. Every time that comes up, I'm going to say it that way. Okay. I won't say it again then. Anyway, uh, this usually fills up within the first week or two, and we have had emails galore about if we were doing this again. And we finally aligned the schedules, and this is how we're going to do it. It is from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So it's, you know, for those of you on the East Coast, for those of you in other places, just be aware of that. But we are super excited to present this workshop again. Yes, and if you uh, are in need of financial assistance and you want to uh, attend the course, we have kind of a running list of those that, for one reason or another, can't afford the, the full cost of the course. So send us an email. And conversely, if you have been the beneficiary of the course or in a position where you can help with a scholarship, you can also Venmo us. Earmark that in the comments as scholarship, and we put that aside to help other other couples go through the course. And in the years past, we have had just really, really generous people who uh, can see the benefit of it and want others to enjoy it as well. So that's right. Thank you in advance. A lot of fun announcements. Lots of fun. Okay. Number three, you go. Number three. Okay. Here we are. We are going to be in St. George, if you would like to stalk us a little bit, uh, <laughs> February okay. 24th through the 26th. Come say there, hi. There is a Thrive St. George. And Alan and I have Thri- been- That's still a thing? Thrive? Thrive is a thing. Okay. We have- How many have we spoken? Man. Like, or be a part, or have been a part of? I think this may be our sixth- this, this Three is in Salt Lake, one in St. George. One in Sacramento. One in Sacramento. Yeah, this is our sixth. Wow. Okay, this is our sixth Thrive event that we will be speaking at. We are actually the first speaker of the day on Saturday morning, and I believe they're giving us like an hour to speak. Oh, really? Oh, geez. We've That's got, what you told me. we got to prepare. Oh, man. Okay. So if in the past, we've had a number of mixed faith couples who have been great to come to that, at least that time that we are asked to speak and it's always such a fun time to see everybody and connect with you so if that's something that interests you and if you're no I mean obviously like if you're in the thrive group and you're no longer you know part of our quote-unquote like mixed faith group and but you were at one point again we just still would love to see you so that should be a great event I know that uh there's a lot of stars Speaking, I know Anthony Miller and John Tomsters and Bill Real and, yes. and Amanda Real, and yeah, and you said the, the, those two good ones too. And then us, I mean, clearly, it's weird that they put the headliner first. <laughs> That's strange that they did that. <laughs> I'll make sure to tell to rib John about that. John's the closer, John is the closer. What a surprise. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway. And by the way, he did not put the, the agenda together, as we all know. Yeah, none of, yeah. <laughs> this anyway. is a kind of a fun one for the last one. This is, a for those that have not skipped ahead to skip the announcements, good on you. Thanks for enduring with us. Plus, you've missed some comedy nuggets of gold. So I wouldn't Katie, call them golds, but I would call them something. So that's right. we're just going to tease at uh, a, an effort and a group that we will be joining this year. And it's called Sunday Service. And we are going to talk more about that in our actual episode, but just we want to tease that there is a group out there that meets once a month on a Sunday with your families to do service in the community. And a lot of times it's putting something together, it's putting packets together, it's donations of clothes, but it gives a chance for your family to do something service-oriented 
And it's just run by just amazing people that are in this group. They are from this group. So uh, I have like a short little 10 minute interview with her name is Lex Mullis, um, who runs it. And that will come later in the episode. But I just want to tease to that because I feel like this is something we can all get on board with. Absolutely. It's very hard not to jump into that topic right now because yeah. it's such a good one. It is. We're not going to go there because, okay. Okay. Alan, first of all, it, we've taken quite the break. We we got through Christmas. We and usually then take December off. We usually take December off. But then also, uh, rather than jump right into it, you know, starting at the beginning of the year, Alan had voice surgery. <gasps> Shock horror. I was kind of like... Semi kidding and semi not kidding that it would be funny if you came back and your voice was like higher. I should have done or something. Or something something had happened to it. Welcome to another episode of Marriage and Tightrope. <laughs> I'm Alan. Just something super grating and really well, that annoying. Wasn't, that wasn't grating enough. Welcome. I'm, no. I'm channeling like Gilbert no. Gottfried maybe. No, you're going to ruin your voice. Okay, so That's Alan, true. <clears throat> how are you feeling now that you are back from vocal surgery? I'm feeling really, really good. In fact... If you would have asked me this 24 hours ago, I would have said, like, everything's great and I'm back to normal. But then yesterday I got a little cocky and I was coaching basketball and I was screaming at the team and not screaming at, but like encouraging through screams the team. And then we went to dinner with a couple from this this uh, podcast community, which, hi, people, it's good to see you online again or something. And I don't know, I was just talking a lot last night. So this morning I'm a little bit raw, but I was expecting this to be a lot more difficult recovery than... It has been. They told me, you can't say a single word for three days. And I was literally talking that night. <laughs> you just can't <laughs> at a help whisper, yourself. At a whisper, for sure. And then I went to work the next day. I only lasted a half day. Katie's looking at me like I'm insane. Yeah, because I literally said, you should take the day at home and work from home. Because it really, you need to recover from surgery. And then like midday, Alan's like, I regret my choice of going to work. I'm like, yeah. I, I never said those words. I never said I regretted okay. my choice. You, you said. But I did come home. No, but what did you say to me? I said I was something I, something like I was, well, it looks like I was a little overconfident or something like that. Mm. There are few, I still feel you regret your choice. There are few opportunities to show your boss how committed you are to the company. Oh my gosh. And coming to work the day after vocal surgery is one of those opportunities. So I did it. Mission accomplished. I went home. All is well. You showed your face and then you left. <laughs> okay. Right. So Alan, we're looking back on, on 2022 and I like a few things pop, pop like into my mind. So first of all, at the beginning of 2022, I said no more. I will no longer make any decisions for anyone. Which jokes on me. I'm a mother, so <laughs> all the decisions are made by me. But I said regarding church, I will not force anyone to go to church if they don't want to. And I didn't. The few times I asked the kids to come for like Mother's Day, I didn't even ask them to come for for Mother's Day. Alan was nice enough to just say, "Hey, we're going. It's Mother's <laughs> it's Day." Mother's Day. Deal and with then it. like Easter and maybe a couple others, but I, I didn't force anyone to do it. And there are a few reasons for this. Um, I think we talk a lot about how you try to do the things that are, and then you see if it works and if it doesn't work, then you pivot, pivot. pivot. I, I can't not say that anyway. Um, and 
So 2022, I was at my limit. I suffered from decision fatigue. I didn't want my children to resent me because I was forcing them to go to church. And so I just said, I'm just going to let it go and let everyone make their own decision. And that didn't mean we weren't still purposeful in trying to like do home church when we didn't go to church. We, we still did that. It just wasn't, um, I just kind of was like, Jesus, take the will, so to speak. Like, it's out of my hands. I'm, I'm going to let everyone do their thing. And that was that I felt like that was a really good thing for 2022. Like for me, in in my mind, allowing myself to just let go of any of the control or like the anxiety of it all was really help helpful for me. That's how about how about for you, Ellen? Yeah, it's it's interesting because uh twenty twenty two was the first time that I left my company in a decade. So I <laughs> I found a new job um, and left a company I'd been with since I was 29. I'm now 40. I joined them uh, right, I mean, actually two days after my 40th birthday. Mm-hmm. So I officially had, and it, my entire 30s were worked with one company, and then I left the company. Um, and so that that was in April, very beginning of April. So the great majority of 2022 for me uh, was the realization of, there is a season for everything and it's okay for the bulk of 2022 for me personally. If we have family goals and I have personal goals for that season to be professionally focused. So I think more than any year of our entire marriage, 2022 for me was a hyper focused on getting my footing professionally uh, with this new company. Would you agree? There, there've been very busy years. There've even been busier years than this year, as far as, you know, travel and being away from home. But this year it was like, I was laser focused in 2022 on, on my profession. Yeah. In fact, I mean, when we were in England and Scotland, and this was one of the, the things that they had to negotiate when Alan was hired is like, I'm hey, going to the UK for a month. I, we've been planning this trip for a year. My mom's coming with us. And anyway, they were really good to work with him. But Alan only took, I think, a total of like six or seven days off of work. And the majority of the time, he would just work from there. 3 p.m. to midnight. Yeah. Alan was a, a champ because we would go do fun things. And then he'd go back to the house and we'd all relax. We'd go out at night. And Alan was stuck in a room. Running calls. and Yeah. And oftentimes, it was like poorly lit rooms with spotty Wi-Fi. It was not great. <laughs> we made it work. We made it work. Yeah. So, you know, we're looking forward to 2023 as so many of you are. And I've always been one of those people who is like a goal setter. And in the past, you know, you write down your, your dumb, <laughs> like New Year's resolutions. And I just, I stopped with that probably three or four years ago. And instead, like, again, like many of you, um, I decided to just focus on one word or two words for the year. And in 2022, my word was authenticity. So I really focused on what that would look like to be authentic in my dealings with family members or ward members or friends. And that really worked for me. In 2022. Or with your husband. Or with my husband. Did you show up authentically for me? Uh, Let me ask you. Do you (laughs) think I... (laughs) Shoot. 
that silly joke backfire. Well, yeah, yes. you did for sure. And anyway, so 2023, uh, there have been two words that have just come to me over and over and over again. And, uh, the first word is expansion. And when I say expansion, I think of, um, myself, I picture myself taking in ideas from those around me, um, listening and being curious and open-hearted about the things that I read and the things that I think about. And rather than limiting myself to one way of thinking, expanding my brain (laughs) um, to maybe incorporate other things that feel good. And uh, so that's, that's like been a big one. And in like, I feel a shift with my kids like I, I I told Alan, I sat down and talked to him about this. I said, you know, where 2022, I just wanted them to just make their own decisions. And I didn't want to have to make any decisions for them. Um, while that worked this year, I feel a great responsibility for myself as well as the children to expand what they currently think or believe or what they don't know, which is a lot. Uh, anyway, and so, you know, we, okay, I'm going to, Alan, what, like, what do you think about the word expansion when I tell you that? Well, I, I, my, one of my words, so we have two different words yes. and one of my words starts with X, X, but ends a little bit different. And it's basically the same exact point, but I chose this word, uh, for reasons which I will detail currently. So the word that I chose is exposure. So you mentioned expansion and I chose exposure because I want, I personally want to be exposed and I want my family, my children to be exposed to a whole variety of uh, different things that they necessarily don't know much about. So that's pretty close to what you just explained. Yeah. Pretty close. However, I like the word exposure because it even, when you think of being overexposed to the sun, for example, like that's a bad thing. So exposure for me uh, is is a nice word because sometimes you need to be exposed to bad ideas and sometimes you need to be exposed to ideas that you need to think about and criticize um, and other other ideas you're exposed to and you're like, wow, I love this. I'm going to embrace this. Uh, so exposure to me is is thinking about things from both sides. I agree or I disagree. I like, I do not like. Uh, again, could have ex- I could have chosen expansion as well because it's exactly... Um, my my goal for the family as well. Right. I think expansion is like, I don't know. I feel like it's a very positive way of being curious. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. So um, anyway, so in thinking about these words and thinking about the goals with our, with our kids, you know, one thing that Alan and I are on the same page about is um, we want to expose, we want to expand their minds. And how do we do that? Well, you know, both of our upbringings, um, our spirituality upbringings could probably fit in a small box. But, you know, the amount of exposure expansion that we developed was within a finite um, Pretty well-defined space. Yes. And so Alan and I both feel like there are, there's so much out there that you can be interested in that could speak to you. And now it is our responsibility as parents, 
we feel this year more than any other years. It is our responsibility as parents to give our children the gift of that exposure, that expansion in, in everything that we do, specifically on Sundays is what our focus is. So I'm going to backpedal a little bit and talk about, um, our, our UK trip, because this kind of is the model that we took and we are going to be using on our Sundays and how it applies to our Sundays. So when we were in the UK, the one thing that everyone told me is if you are traveling with children, just choose one thing per day that you want to do as a family, like the most, like the thing that you want to do the most and, um, and do that one thing. If you get other things in, then count that as a bonus, but like, don't go hard and heavy at anything. Just do one thing per day and then have times of rest in between. And I thought that that was really great advice because, um, you know, being somewhere for an entire month is you're in it for like this long haul, right? It's not going to be this like seven day sprint anyway. And so that, that was one thing that, you know, one piece of advice that was really helpful. And the other one was that, you know, we would do things. We had Zach who was eight at the time and we had Alan's mom who was was 74 at the time. And so it's really hard to appease someone from eight years old to 74, which actually we found out that the 74 and eight year old were actually actually on the same age. (laughs) They really needed the break times and everything. (laughs) It was great anyway. But, um, so something we would give a pep talk to our kids daily and we would say, Hey, we are going to go do this thing today. And it may not be your thing and you may hate it. You may just think this is dumb, but tomorrow we may do something that is for you. And so if, if you don't like the thing that we're doing, just relax. Don't worry about it because tomorrow yeah. you'll likely like that thing. Because we tried to do like a wide variety, just everything under the sun that we could think of that would be interesting to everybody. And that proved to be the best thing we ever did because our children didn't go into any of this, any of the places, any of the situations, having any preconceived notions that they would love it and when they actually hated it. They were very curious. They were mm-hmm. open to the experience. And then at the end, we would we had this like rating system and we would rate how we felt about the experience that we did. And so... Again, some of us all loved some things and some of us were like, that was stupid. Yeah. And and the things that were stupid, nobody complained about. Like I was yeah. really pleasantly surprised. And it, it was largely because we kind of drilled that into them that it's okay that not every single thing we do this trip is your thing. That's should be expected. And I think they did expect it. They did. And that's a perfect example of exposure. Like expose them to things. And how else are you going to learn that you don't like visiting castles? If you don't go visit a castle, like go visit a castle. Right. So, okay. How does this apply to our Sundays moving forward this year with the ideas of exposure and expansion and mine? How do we implement that? So, um, we, we decided that the best way to do that is to just have family input on what was happening. So Alan, why don't you talk about what we did on our first Sunday of the year, which was New Year's Day. Which was New Year's Day. So we sat down as a family, we grabbed a whiteboard and we said, okay, we're going to be doing Sundays a little bit differently. We want to plan ahead 
for the entire quarter, basically. I think we we, we just, just did, did month. we just did the month, um, but that's the idea in general. But for, so we're going to plan all of the Sundays in January ahead of time together. And here's what we want to do. We want to make sure, and this actually ties into my second word for 2023, which is balance. Uh, we want to try to accomplish growth in a number of different areas. This may sound like the for strength of youth uh, uh, <laughs> goal thing where they have four goals. We came up with six. So take that church correlation committee. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so we wrote a bunch of different types of activities. And to be honest, I don't even know if we can think of all six because I don't have the board on me right now. But there was physical. So, you know, a hike or things like that. So we wrote examples underneath each category as well. So there was physical, there was educational, so learning about something. There was spiritual, there was um, charitable, there were, and then there's two more. I think there was one um, about like nature. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we stuck that in in spiritual. Well, there was mental, there was mental health. Anyway, we don't need to spend a lot of time. Like the, the, the point of this is not to walk you through exactly what the Mount family did. But we came up with these categories and then we said, okay, think as many things as you can that fit under these categories. So it was go into nature, for example. Um, let's learn about financial literacy. Let's uh, go to different churches. Let's go to our church. Let's invite friends over for dinner. Let's go to the aquarium and learn there. Let's go to the planetarium and learn about that. So we came up with probably, I bet, and just in the first pass within 30 minutes, we came up with 30 different activities. And then we said, okay, next Sunday... What are we going to do? Every single person is going to take, uh, have a Sunday that they can choose. This is what the family is doing today. And like Katie said, we did it in the UK. Uh, we, we don't overcomplicate it. We're not scheduling every single minute of that Sunday, but we're doing it together. Right. So we decided that we would come up with the first month. I think it's hard for kids to come up with ideas on their own. And so Alan and I really led the discussion where we structured the first month and we said, okay, you know, what are our goals this month? What would we like to do? And again, do not complicate it. Choose one or two things. If it, you know, one is short and the other one is longer, find a couple things to do and only do that thing. So the, we started last Sunday and the, and the first Sunday of the month, you know, we decided let's go to church for the first Sunday of the, you know, that we've, of the years, like the second Sunday. Let's go to church. Everyone can decide whether or not they want to go to the second hour. If they don't, they that's fine. But then we're going to go to the aquarium after. And we're going to, you know, talk about just the world around us. And so we did. We went to church. We went the first hour. Half of the family went home. Literally three of us stayed. Three stayed. And three left. And three left. And I was one of the ones that left. <laughs> Shocker. Shocking. Yes. So we just allowed space for everyone to decide what they wanted to do. And then we came home, we changed our clothes, and we went to the aquarium. Something that I love doing is when your kids are not distracted by phones, by friends, by just what's around them, you can have meaningful conversations. And when we're at the aquarium as a family together and we're looking at all of these different species of fish and learning about the world around us, you can have really great conversations. And that's the time not only to explore, 
but to ask our kids, well, what do you think about the Megalodon? My son's obsessed with the Megalodon. <laughs> Was the Megalodon real? Yeah, he watched the movie The Meg, that's why. Yes, he's obsessed. Anyway, <laughs> but it's those types of conversations that you're tra- That's what at the heart of it. It's not about the activity itself. It's about you having conversations that help induce critical thinking. Alan had this the other night and... This is really funny. Yeah, so we got a we got a fancy car a few months ago, um, a Tesla. And if you've seen uh, one of the videos online that shows if you drive through a cemetery at <laughs> night with the Tesla, it shows on your little you know heads up display on your HUD little screen. It shows spirits walking walking around. around. So Elon Musk accidentally built a ghost finder in, in his Tesla. <laughs> Ever since Alan's gotten the Tesla, I'm like, we've got to go to the graveyard, Alan. So I, I just a few nights ago, I drove Zach, our nine-year-old. I drove him and we got the car washed. And he said, Dad, can we stop at the cemetery on the way back and drive through and try to find the ghosts <laughs> on the on this car screen? And I said, sure, sure, let's do it. So we go in there and and we saw absolutely nothing. <laughs> there was nothing on the screen. And he every single blip of light on on the screen he'd be like oh did you see that oh dad did you see that oh dad look at that oh yeah so but by the time we left he had convinced himself that he had seen something on the screen <laughs> and we had seen nothing on the screen so i wanted to have this moment this is why i'm telling the story because katie just brought up kind of let's think of different ways to think about things and encourage critical thought that's one of the the big tenets for me this year and, well just in life in general and so i asked him i said zach let's think of all the different explanations of even though we didn't see people walking around on the screen, if we would have, what would the explanations be? The first two explanations he gave were ghost related. Like the car sees ghosts. Like that, that is number one. <laughs> number two is Elon Musk is obsessed with ghosts. And, and he like the entire, like it was more conspiratorial. It was the entire company is built around trying to find ghosts. And, and I'm like, okay, you're, you're great. What could some other, some other ideas be? And he really couldn't think of anyone. And he asked me, he's like, what do you think? And I said, well, what if one of the programmers at Tesla thought it would be a funny trick to play on everyone that when it recognizes gravesto- grave or headstones in a graveyard or cemetery, that it just throws people up on the screen to like fake everyone out or be funny. It's like a little Easter egg in the software. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. And I said, or... What if the car sees tall headstones and thinks that they're people? And so it displays people. He said, oh, yeah, okay, that that could be it. So I asked him, I'm like, here's the cool thing, Zach. You get to think about all of the possible solutions or explanations, and you get to decide which one seems the most likely for you. So what do you think? And he goes, well, he made a ghost finder. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) so like, that's what I mean by like, exposure like let's get our kids to think about stuff and if he's still like for me i'm totally fine with him if he still says no he's i he found ghosts he's thinking about ghosts great that's fine but let's think about all the different options so yeah thank you for letting me tell that story yeah no i love it i i i think again it's here's here's where like my heart is at the heart of it if my children choose to have some belief in in a deity and you know spiritual if they have any interest in spirituality in god in humanity in the world around them and just learning about how the world operates 
I want to foster that. I want to give them the experiences because we we can, we have the means and we want to give that to them because now that we don't, we we no longer are in this box, right? We have to think out of the box and also we don't have the sort of base of the church to sort of guide them through their their spiritual lives. And that's, I'm not saying that that's a, a, a positive or a negative. I'm not, I'm just saying that there still has to be something there for mm-hmm. us to give to them. And at the heart of it, that's what I want is I want them to be able to recognize um, humanity in people. I want them to serve people and I want them to find what, what speaks to them. And if there is no exposure to that, then it's pretty difficult to do. So uh, I, that leads us to the next thing, which oh, is Sunday oh, service. Oh, before we get there, yeah. we even on that last Sunday after the aquarium, we even had our bonus. We had a bonus because we had, we went to Cafe Rio. We went to Cafe Rio. <laughs> now we had, well, we just noticed we had a gift card. And so we're like, Ooh, let's get a, like a gift card. So again, we, we planned one or two things and then we had a little bonus tortillas on the side. It was wonderful. Mm. Chips and queso. Oh, always. And they were, they were on point. The queso was on point yes. this time. Sometimes it's too hot. Sometimes Cafe Rio makes it a little bit too spicy. Yeah. Anyway. And it was good. This is, this was a critical point to point out. Yeah. This I'm episode. sure they all need, really needed to hear this. <laughs> Sunday service. Sunday service. So, um, we, I just sat down with Lex Mullis. She runs a group called Sunday service and we will link to the group in the show notes, but I would love for you to hear about why they started this group, how it's important, why it's important, and the information about it. So here is Lex Mullis introducing us to Sunday Service. Lex, Hello. thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. So Lex and I have been friends for quite a while. She's been in the group for a while. And um, I just really love a program that she started this last year. And so I thought I'd bring her on so that she can talk about it and then hopefully um, it'll give you guys, the audience, inspiration or ideas of things that you can do with your own family. Or if you would like to join us, you could do that. So Lex, tell us, um, you run a program called Sunday Service and tell us where this idea came from. Yeah, so this kind of came out of necessity from um, my husband going through his faith crisis, faith transition. Um, That following year, we just kind of decided that, you know, we still want to serve and do meaningful service with our kids. But obviously, it looked different now because um, before we were doing a lot of service with the church. And so we just had to come together with our shared value of service and figure out like, how can we still incorporate that and have it be meaningful to both of us? So that's where this kind of started. Um, And so we just decided to do a little group and we thought, you know, Sundays can be really, um, at least for us, they can be kind of hard, especially that first year or two as you're figuring out like your new normal um, and so that's why it's Sunday service. So we just meet one Sunday a month and we, we started, um, last year with just like 20 people. We met at a park and assembled, um, kits for the road home, which is a homeless shelter here in Salt Lake County. So yeah, it, it just kind of started out of that, re- like necessity to keep 
keep service a part of our family, but do it in a way that worked for both of us. Yeah. And I love that you did different. I mean, you, you seem to do different activities every month, whenever Mm -hmm. I would, it would come up on my page. So talk, can you talk us through um, how you identify what needs to be done? And do you come up with the ideas or do other people come up with the ideas? And then how do you put it together? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so just because we started the last year, I put together the idea for every month um, as we're, you know, getting it kicked off. So um, it helped that I I have been in grad school for social work. So that has helped a lot with knowing like what the needs are in our community. And so I would, you know, different places I've interned for or I volunteered for, like I would just collect all those resources and contacts and and reach out and ask like, Hey, we have a group of people that are willing to do service every month. Like, what do you need? Um, so it kind of started out like that. And I know that can be really overwhelming for a lot of people. Cause I've had tons of people ask me like, we just don't know what to do. Um, and so that's why I kind of like this because, you know, you just come, you show up, you sign up to do something. And each month I try to have a different organization that is local. So it's, you know, it's going to your local community. Um, so yeah, like just a few examples we did. So I talked about the road home. Um, we did a backpack drive with school supplies for a school district up in Davis County. Um, one that was really cool is we, there's a organization called holding out help. That's, uh, families trying to heal from like polygamy or, you know, um, families that have been displaced and so we did like laundry detergent drive for them and wrote little encouraging notes so it's just kind of um different every month which I kind of like so yeah yeah I love that I think that you know oh gosh I I listened to this quote the other day it was it it said now I'm not I'm gonna misquote it or I'm gonna not get it right but um it said everyone is everyone is willing to change the world, but nobody wants to do the dishes. And I, and I really loved that because I think all of us have a desire to make a change. Mm -hmm. And sometimes one, we don't have the resources or knowledge as to where to go. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you are providing a space for people to, you know, metaphorically do the dishes mm-hmm. and do things that will help support the local um the local area which is so so needed yeah I love that tell us um if people want to get involved with you how do they find you where do they go to so right now the main place is on Facebook we have a group I it's private so just um request to join and then we will let you in. <laughs> um, I've only done it that way just because I wasn't sure with like addresses and stuff. So we just kind of kept it like that. Um, so yeah, find us on Facebook. It's Sunday service. And uh, if you need help with finding the link, like message me, I can send it to you. Um, we're also on, I'm thinking of starting a Marco Polo group for it. So we can do like up to date if people aren't on Facebook. And then we're also on WhatsApp. So there's some people who are like, I don't even get on Facebook. So we just started a WhatsApp like text thread so they can still get the the reminders. And this is primarily made up of members from our like 
marriage on a tightrope community, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been really cool. Like I wasn't sure. Honestly, I had no clue who was going to show up the first time, and it it was really emotional looking back through the pictures. Like, um, just watching all of these people that I had built connections with through this group. Thank you, Katie and Alan. Um, watching them show up and like, you know, knowing the struggles they were all going through and watching them come in with their kids and, and just, like you said, they're willing to do the dishes. Like they're here doing the work. And it was so amazing to me month after month to just see these people show up. And I'm like, this is just, it it just warmed my heart because I know what they're probably working through in their own marriages too, because we've gone through it and it's, it's not easy. So but it's just such a bright spot. I feel like every month we get together, we do service, we let our kids have the opportunity to do it. And then the kids get to go play. We try to do it at a playground. Of course, when it's cold, we do it indoors. But um, but yeah, just watching our kids get involved and like seeing them go down the assembly line, putting things together. Like it's just, it's been really cool. So yeah, thank you to this group for honestly being like the (laughs) the kickoff for all of this so you guys are amazing well I think you're amazing and I really feel like this year I sent Lex a message on Marco Polo and I said you know Alan and I are like really trying to focus in on what our values are this year and where we want to spend our time and this is absolutely one of the places where we would love to spend our time and so you have a kickoff um, activity for this month, January, mm-hmm. Alan and I are, will be there. We want to be there in full support. So can you tell us where and when, and, um, any information you want to give about that? Yeah, thank you. And I'm, thank you for being there. Like you guys, I just, I know we've been friends and I just appreciate your <laughs> support in this too. Um, So yeah, I'm really excited. We're going to do a kickoff on Sunday, January 29th, and it will be in Alpine, Utah. Um, I just have to give a shout out to my friend, Melissa Wood. She has a beautiful space in Alpine that she's renovated and she's host, like her goal is to have events there. And so she's letting us use it for this, which I really appreciate. Um, And her event space is called The Workshop. And do you want me to give the address or should we just... Yeah, I mean, that's on the event page. We'll put it on the event page, yes. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's at 4 p.m. We're going to do a potluck and some games. So bring your families. And I'm going to put together, with the help of my film, awesome film husband, we're going to put together like a recap video from last year so that you can kind of see what the projects look like um, and hopefully get you excited for this next year. And also a big thing I want to do is have a sign-up sheet for 2023. I've had people talk to me about ideas they have of um, local charities. And so I thought it would be cool to maybe give you guys the opportunity to like pick a month and say, hey, I want it to go to this organization. And then I'm happy to help you with all of the backend stuff. So I'll have a sign up there if you're like interested in that and yeah, it, it should be a really fun event. Um, so yeah, hopefully you can come. You can find us on the Facebook page and make sure you join the group so that you see all the event stuff. Perfect. And I do love that the Sunday service is with the family because um, Sundays are our family days. And so it's mm-hmm. nice that we can do this together. 
So uh, are we, are you going to be doing a food drive at that? Yes. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, Katie is so amazing and reminded me that it would like, they've had an event recently. Well, some of you probably were there that they had, you know, bring some canned food for this food drive. And I think that's such a great idea. So we are going to adopt that as well for this event. So if you can make it um, and you have food you want to bring that's shelf stable, go ahead and bring it and we will just collect um, as much as we can and take it to the to the food bank. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we, yeah, like Lex said, we collected food at our last, at our Christmas party and we still have it all together. And we thought, well, let's just combine it. We'll mm-hmm. add this food, whatever you want to bring for the Utah Food Bank for this first opening activity. We'll take over there. Um, Lex, if someone doesn't live in the area and they would like to do something similar to this, what ideas do you have for them? So, yeah, that's a great question. I've had someone from the Marijuana Tightrope group reach out to me. She lives in Idaho and she is so awesome. She like wants to start this up there. So if you're wanting to do that and you're not in Utah, reach out to me, like Facebook, Marco Polo, whatever. I'm happy to kind of give you ideas of where you can start to find places because there it, sometimes it can feel overwhelming of like, where do I even begin? Um, but it's honestly, it's it's really not that difficult once you just know where to look. So um, yeah, if you want to start it in a different state, just get a group together, um, start your first event, and then I can I'm happy to share with you like what's worked. Obviously, we've only done this for like 10 months. So I'm not an expert at this, but I'm happy to share like what has worked so far here in Utah. Yeah. And certainly with your resources and your background in social work, which you graduated this year or last year. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. Um, That is really helpful. And more than likely, there'll be people in your group. Um, that also have ideas of things mm-hmm. that you can do. And I love this so much because, again, this um, type of thing impacts those who directly live around you. Yeah. So yes. That. And I, I want to make sure that, like what you said, you do not have to have a background in anything like social work or anything to be able to see, you know, what's around you and just go to different local um like go to your library. Sometimes they have flyers up that have uh, coat drives or, and then get the name of where, where that is and just start building your list from there. So yeah, anyone can do this. And that's why I kind of wanted to branch out so that anyone can sign up this year to, to pick a charity. Oh, thank you so much for joining us, Lex. Um, thank you for having me. Yay. Um, I hope to see all of you at the Sunday service for those of you who are in the area that would like to come. We will post information both in our show notes as well as our um, Facebook group where we make the announcement to this episode. So look for those. We'd love to see you. And it's a really great way to kick off the new year. Thanks, Katie. As mentioned in the Sunday service portion, there is an event that we will post to our group. Alan and I are going to be there. It's in two Sundays. It's January 29th, and we're going to be collecting canned food for the Utah Food Bank, and we're going to have families come and get together, and it'll be a potluck style. We can get 
um, to know one another. And it's kind of the kickoff for the year of Sunday service. And I just can't speak highly enough about how important it is for me to have my children participate in things like this. And the fact that it's family oriented makes a huge, huge difference. So there's an idea for you if that's something that that you would like to participate in as well. You know, I think that um, our weeks get so crazy busy, Ellen. We have four children who are doing multiple sports, who are on the high school teams, they're traveling. And Ellen and I have spent the last couple weeks just going in opposite directions and saying hi, bye to each other as we do so. And, And the only day where we are all home together are Sundays. And, you know, it doesn't matter what spectrum of belief you're on. We have really tried to protect those Sundays. We have said no to our kids going out with friends and that's really hard for them. But we are adamant that Sunday is the time that we get to spend together because the rest of the week, we don't see each other. It's a day of rest. It's a day for family. I just came up with that. No one has ever thought of that before. <laughs> uh, it's it's such a great one. And, uh, you know, if you need ideas of how to accomplish this, you can find it on upliftkids.org. They have amazing value lessons and ideas. You, I'm going to post a picture of our whiteboard and what some of the things we came up with. You know, today is Sunday and we are going to be um, we doing have two families. We're doing, oh, yep, yeah, we're doing meditation, <laughs> meditation Sunday, mindful meditation. We're going to practice that today. And then also we have two families coming over tonight. What, and they're, they live in our neighborhood. One is super Catholic. She teaches at a Catholic school. Her kids go to Catholic school. And the other one is like crystals and energy work. And, I'm super excited to like sit down with them today and just have a meal and talk about yeah. like their lives, their beliefs, whatever it is. One of them was super sweet. She called us yesterday and she said, so I don't want to offend you. Can I, can I bring a bottle of wine or would you prefer I don't bring a bottle of wine? We had to tell her that's totally fine. Bring a bottle of wine like four times before <laughs> she relented and said, okay, 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 I'll bring it. Yeah. So, so nice. And again, this is just all things I think that are going to be beneficial to my kids in the future. And some Sundays we're going to be like, well, that was kind of a bust. And some Sundays we're going to feel like, wow, that was great. Or that was great for this kid. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be for everyone every single week. So just have that in mind. And hopefully maybe this is helpful to any of you planning out your Sundays and wondering what your year is going to look like. Um, there's so much that you can do and you know, you don't definitely don't have to do what we're doing, but if it feels helpful, if it feels like this would be um, good for your family, um, we would love to share other Sundays Absolutely. that we do stuff. A little bit of thought and a little bit of prep goes a long way when it comes to making a, a meaningful, meaningful Sunday, especially now that you're trying to come up with your own structure of what Sundays look like when your previous structure no longer fits exactly what your family is is trying to accomplish. And if you have ideas for us, send them our way. Yeah. We'll implement the good ones and we'll ignore the bad ones <laughs> and won't tell you which is which. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Marriage in a Tie Rope. We hope to see you with Dan McClellan on February 3rd. 
We hope to see you in the workshop on a tightrope on February 19th. We hope to see you in Thrive St. George on whatever date that is. What is it? February 24th. February 24th. Wow. February 20th. The February. This is a busy month for us in February. This is a busy month. And then we also hope that you show up to Sunday service. And, on January 29th. Yeah. And we, and we see you there. So lots of opportunities to get together, to connect with people in this community, and hope you enjoy it. Yes. Oh, Katie's kissing me to say goodbye to her. Okay. That was awkward. Thanks for kissing me though, Katie. Um, you just kissed episode. your hand. What? <laughs> Thanks, everyone.